Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Sex Bomb. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. I know you play all mysterious and aloof just to avoid getting hurt. And I know you have reasons for not wanting to talk about your past. I want you to know that I don't care about any of that stuff. Because I'm in lesbian with you. When I'm around you, I kind of feel like I'm on drugs. Not that I do drugs, unless you do drugs. In which case, I do them all the time. All of them. I gotta pee on her. I mean, I gotta pee. <sighs> pee time. Cue, Cue the feet. song. Before you hear some dirty lies from someone else, yes, I'm dating a 17-year-old. Oh, is he cute? <laughs> 17 years old? Scandal. That's not true. Who told you? Wallace, duh. That gossipy bridge. Wallace! Even I would think twice about dating a 17-year-old. Well, she's only allowed out when the sun is up, so I wouldn't call it dating. It's more like... Playtime? That doesn't sound so good either. No. Presumably, you just saw some guy's junk. And I apologize for that. Okay. And he apologizes too. Sorry. This ex-boyfriend's thing is messing with my head. Exes. Why do you keep saying that? K.O. Oh! Hi, everybody. How's it going? We were taking some comic books that transitioned into shows. So, well, we weren't doing that, but we're doing that for this one. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim voices the wild. Ah, uh, yes, it is that movie uh, based in Toronto, Canada. Yeah, Canada showed out. Um... So this movie came around uh, based on the uh, animated flipper um, of the same name, which I don't think all of them had been released by the time this movie was made. I think only what's an animated flipper? I don't know. It's like a comic book. Oh, it's not really. It's drawn, hand drawn, cartoon. Uh, Is that what you call it? Is it a called anything else besides a comic book? I was trying to be a little. It's a graphic novel, I think. Okay, cool. Hillary said a term about her new, her yeah, new. I just have never heard the animated flipper. So, it, what did what does Hillary call her new? She referred to her new book that she just finished as floppy. Floppy. Yeah. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's a new term. I that's what was on my head. I so I created an even more new one. <laughs> John's is flipper. flipper. That's John's <laughs> own take on it. His animated it's not going to catch on, floppy. unfortunately. Uh, but that's all right. That's all right. Uh, um, so here we go. Edgar Wright um, both had a hand in writing and directed, uh, which, you know, Edgar Wright's been known for doing stuff like um, uh, big music, big kind of visual effects and interesting shots, things like that. So that was one reason to watch out for this flick. Um the uh, Brian Lee O'Malley is one of the uh, or is the creator of Scott Pilgrim series. And who do we have in this flick? Well, we got actually kind of a lit cast for 2010 because we get some people who were pre Marvel. Uh, well, not actually necessarily, but pre uh, good Marvel <laughs> or decent Marvel. Anyway, we got Michael Sarah, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, uh, Kieran Culkins, Chris Evans, Anna Kendrick, Brie Larson, Allison Pill, Aubrey Plaza. Brandon Ruth, Jason Schwartzman, Johnny Simmons. Um, and then we're going to get a whole bunch of other faces that you may recognize from one place or another. Uh, apparently, uh, Bill Hader does a little bit of stuff in this too. Um, so it had a pretty lit cast, which is one of the things that sort of drew me to it at the start. I think I would have been, this is not too far off of Super Bad, so Michael Sarah would have really been humming. Uh, at this point, and uh, Chris Evans would have been pre-Captain America, I think, um, but post-Fantastic Four, which is such a giant piece of crap, Uh, which is really interesting. Um, So this movie runs in just under two hours, 112 minutes, Um, cost quite a bit of money, maybe 60 to 80 million, and only brought in 50 in the box office. I'm sure has made up for that in uh, 
streaming and DVD sales over because this movie caught a little bit of a wave. I don't think it was big out front from a theater launch perspective, but people like the comic series. People kind of caught on to this in, in release post theater. Um, what was your guys' experience with this? I saw this not too long after it came out and it stuck out in my mind from the fancy visuals and music. I like movies that can include music in this way, being uh, some well a former guitarist, I guess. I don't play much anymore, but have a big kind of passion for things like that. Where, where do you guys come from on this? Man, I don't know when I saw it first. I think you may have shown it to me, actually. Um, that seems like something I do. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think you showed it to me, and I fucking, I really fell in love with it when I saw it. it it kind of was that style that just fit really well with me with the the flashy comic book um video game kind of representation but it's also got like this I don't know weird dry humor to it that I, I find really funny and I think a lot of that's Michael Sarah, but um but I think also the writing of it plays well to to the characterization of the actors hmm I How about a, you, Carl? I have I, I didn't like it when I saw it when I was younger. I I have a better appreciation for the the directing and the editing now, and the way they do the humor now than I did back then. Those things really stood out to me this time. Um, those would be the things that I think I would steal from this movie, especially editing wise. There's some great editing in this movie that is quite oh, cool, yeah. and the just drives the great. story forward, and and like you're always moving and stuff. So. That that's what you want uh, in a movie to keep your audience's attention. You never want, and it never slows down in that way, uh, for sure. That's uh, it's very smart. You can see why he. This was like a almost like a calling card for him. I think he wanted to like do something so different that he got you know a lot of attention from uh, studios and people. Actors want to work with him after this, I'm sure, because it was so different and uh, the style and. Yeah, it's very different. Well, he had just finished Shaun of the Dead, so... Not too far off of that, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. he had been, like, running hot already. Yeah, it's true. Um, and but he this, did Hot Fuzz, too, which is, like, shot. I have a really soft spot for. I love for, Hot for, Fuzz. For the, te- the technical stuff, though, this stands out more than Hot Fuzz and uh, Shaun of the oh, Dead Oh, definitely. Definitely, I agree. And even that. the editing and stuff. The editing is good. Like... Uh, yeah, like that's what really grabs me is how quickly they move from scene to scene to scene. Yeah, the, it's like mid-sentence at times and someone will say something big and sudden and they may even appear in a frame where you're in one scene and then the very next scene just quick smashes to something else entirely, but you're already in the flow and it's not jarring. It never pulls you out. It always keeps you thrown forward. The pacing of this movie through most of it is like really really excellent how fast everything goes well so yeah. the thing that does draw me out though is the fight scenes i find like if this was a if this was a smaller movie that was a comedy that wasn't about that didn't have any fighting in it but it was just about a band because the the fight scenes are set pieces and to me they do draw they draw me out of the story because it's humming along and then all of a sudden it's like it's almost like um, I, they I'm trying are to think of the an, story. It's the seven evil exes. I know. Yeah, I know that 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 Scott whole stuff Pilgrim to versus me, the world. That whole stuff to me makes um, less sense. It's because uh, <laughs> it, that, that, it's like comic book meets video game meets um, like uh, supernatural fighting. And I just think the that they, there's one too many things going on in here. It's not supernatural uh, I, fighting. It's video game fighting. It's like a Street Fighter. Like yeah, like but the whole thing is a video they, game. You know. So like, if what is a video game about? A guy who has the most boring dating life in the world, and a girl who also has the most boring dating life in the world. That's the game. And then he goes and takes Why? a piss. They don't have boring a, dating life. They have fucking all these interesting exes. <laughs> yeah, but, all, what but, are you talking but nothing. About but, the boring but, dating life. But none of they, them were. Some sus- of those boyfriends and stuff were people that when they were young. But, but none the, of them the, were substantial. Later on, none of them were substantial relationships. Like they always throw everything away with, like, I held his hand for like one day. And the same with him. Like, not I don't. Gideon. Uh, I don't see. 
I don't see, um, yeah, all of them. All of them. She had a story where it wasn't a big deal, so he didn't have to be jealous because Not she was Gideon. like in great Gideon, seven. she can't help herself. He's, he's irresistible to her. Oh, the final guy, the bad she has guy. a chip yeah. on her neck. But yeah. like, I still don't get a sense that, yeah, well, she has the chip on her neck. I, I mean, I'm assuming that that, that mind control metaphors. thing, she, maybe they sleep together. Maybe he mind control sleeps with her. But but it's, I feel like it's for a really young audience. So there's really no talk about uh, romantic relationships. It almost feels like friendships are... Even even uh, Scott and his all of his girlfriends' exes are like that. Nothing really substantial seemed to go on in those relationships. So I find it's just it's for a much younger audience. I think it, it's, it, for te- that it's for part, teenagers. Yeah, that part that part I'll agree with because like I think in this movie, like you'd be the the, the target audience would think that twenty two is like old. as old as you get. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and everything else leading up, but but it's simple. That, that also it. there's an innocence to it that is um, um, kind of boring. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is well, but it works like from a video game storytelling perspective. Most video games don't go that deep into things. But what is right? the video we, game about? Is about it's because uh, like before he meets her, she's the princess in the castle. He has to defeat the bosses to get to her. It's a fucking video game progression. But before he straight meets from her, the, from the annals of the very first video games. But before yeah. he meets her, he's still in a video game. He hasn't even met her yet, and there are he's, no. It's evil a comic exes. book slash video game like scrunch, right? So there's like the story part of it is that and then the action part of it is the video game is how I kind of strike it because the video game is also him peeing like he's like a character like that's a what I'm GTA saying character I guess but the thing is is that like him fighting those ways and having like those big video game fights is totally consistent with the whole movie like I understand that you don't feel that way but I I, I, I struggle to understand why because to me it seems like it all plays right into itself and i agree maybe the romance part could have been kicked up for intensity and the intensity is not there but i don't mind the movie being innocent and fun and just being like like why does it have to be that her fucking ex-boyfriend fucked 17 guys on top of his (laughs) dead mother and now he's got a fucking bone to pick right like that shit is is just too much and it's not the point and so why bear us down with these fucking details that you'd be complaining about if they fucking bored us with but because well, so let's go back to the first 30 minutes of the movie. If you would have had him and, say, Culkin in a fight, like a video game fight, like doing it just for fun, like recreation, like they're playing tennis or soccer, then, but that, the fighting stuff comes out of nowhere. 31 minutes into the movie, I've never Break seen into Scott. two, start of I've, a new world. I've never seen Scott, but it's not supposed to be a start of a new world. Something's... I think... It, it's it, a like, new understanding. Because, he starts because, the fighting part. He has no cause to fight before that. Because when that guy goes after him and uh, Calkin screams, he's like, what am I supposed to do? And Calkin screams, fight or whatever. All of a sudden, he just does these fantastical like spin kicks and ninja moves out of fucking nowhere. And then that continues to happen for the next hour and 15 minutes of the movie. But like, there's never really any setup to any of that at all. Like none. Like all of the other stuff that's in the movie leading up to that is funny and it's uh, it's like clever with the editing and the and the, the the title cards and stuff. But the movie changes so drastically for me, at least at, at 31 minutes in that I find it to be nonsensical and I don't understand where all of it's coming from. Like, I don't feel like and now once again, anybody who read the comic probably knows everything that's going on but if you want to know what no wonder it didn't make a lot of money because if you want to attract a larger audience you have to explain that to them you can't make me go read a comic book to come see your fucking movie i don't feel like i need any other information to enjoy this movie i've never felt that way what i read about this that that smacks true and supports a that they set it up but it does kind of come both that it sets it up and both that it comes kind of comes out of nowhere is that it's like basically imagine you have a guy who's grown up playing video games his whole life being kind of sheltered around that and then one day he gets in a fight and realizes that he can do the street fighter like powers thing or that someone else has it and he can do it too it's like but it's not like you're realizing you have magic it's i don't know 
I don't know how to explain how it would just be accepted, but I don't have a hard time just accepting it because this whole movie has that kind of silliness to it. They set up the all the overlays they use, and maybe that's in Scott's mind. Maybe that's just for the audience's benefit. I don't know. You could probably play into that either way. Um, makes it seem like the life he's living is a video game in some way, shape, or form. He has a pee meter, and he pees, and the pee meter empties, and he can one-up, and he has dates and they seem to transition through doors in the middle of nowhere but then end up where they're going it all seemed like kind of metaphorical that he lives his life kind of via a video game so so when someone starts to fight like a video game that's not that big a stretch for me i mean you could say were all these fights in his head and maybe they just had arguments but in scott's head he lives a video game so it was big challenging fights and he swords and kills people like obviously he wasn't killing people in real life you got to kind of let some of that stuff go. And I think the movie set it, uh, set up enough from the video game slash comic book angle that I agree with Colin that it does come out of nowhere when he can suddenly fight for the first time because that kid has never thrown fists. But I don't care because plenty of main characters in video games get thrust into situations they're not comfortable with and have powers they didn't, re- didn't consider. And off we go. But I mean, like purposes. it was a comic book and not a video game, correct? Am I and did in, in the comic book? Was he fighting like he was in a video game? Like I'm just trying to fucking figure out where this all comes not from. Until the, not until the not until the exes. No, he wasn't. He didn't train. He didn't have a wise old master. He's just no a in kid. the com- in the comic. So I can't say. <clears throat> I don't know for sure, but I'm like he wasn't like in martial arts in junior high, and then no, then but could, could all he fight, fight? But could he fight like video game fights in the comic books like this? I think but so. But again, Colin, like point. what he's saying is that this is like his imagined representation of a scenario. Like you have to imagine that's what's really happening is maybe he's just getting into these weak ass fights with these fucking guys and winning. But in his head, maybe there's this fantastical thing, right? Like, haven't you ever sat there and then just fantasized a situation? Like, okay, no, but that's great. These things though, could so. also be like fantastical representation. Like John said, he's going into the bathroom. He's like imagining a pee meter, right? It's like it could be his representation. Of those so things. what would have helped? That's the literal transcription. But of him what, being but able what to would turn have helped me? That what you said is great. But what would have helped me? Because that's not in the movie. What would have helped me was that. Jeez, I don't if, think it needs to be. What would have helped me is if that you would have showed the reality of what the fight was really like, and then showed how he was seeing it. Because first of all, that would have been really funny, and they do humor like that already in the movie. So if it was just like a slap fight between him and some like skinny dude and then it shows what he is seeing where it's this big, huge, spectacular thing, then you're like, this is all him living through his video game imagination. But that's not what they do. They like just that comes out of nowhere for it. me. I don't need my hand held to have a to have a movie that's fantastical like this. You could have went that way, sure, but yeah, I don't want like well, you didn't. Because this is Scott way, Pilgrim's world. This is but, his universe that I'm visiting. It's not real world, and he can all of a sudden street fighter fight. This but, is not real. But but that is not to me. That is not what you're talking about. His imagination and him living in a video game is not established. That it's di- it's not the real world. It isn't established anywhere in the movie. Not once. No no one. It's not shown. No one talks about it. It just comes the fighting out of nowhere. Is not, but all the other stuff is like everything comic book and video game related is laid yeah, out through that whole first half hour of the movie. P meters, all that. No, stuff no. But is what I'm there. saying it's, is, he just doesn't fight anybody, so there's no reason to have a fantastical fight animation. It, it's the storytelling, yeah. And so if you would have had that a little bit earlier on, like if that was on, on, if that was in it's the inciting the monster, incident, you know, I don't want to see it right away. If that was the inciting incident, is a fight between him and somebody that had nothing to do with the girl. But he just got in a fight with somebody. Somebody didn't like him. And it was an inciting incident. And then he meets the girl and has to fight her boyfriends. Then as someone who knows nothing about Scott Pilgrim, it would have made a lot more sense. But instead, for me, it just catches me completely off guard. And I, I'm questioning what the fuck's going on instead of paying attention to the movie. And like, yeah, I hear what you. the fuck I, is I get going it. on? I'm just surprised, yeah. I guess. I, I slipped into it way more easy because I knew that this was a goofball movie going in. So it it's like that's what we're here to do. Yeah. Um, I just think I, will I also agree. think the writing is not great in this movie. Like I think the di- some of the dialogue is bad, or and it's just a lot of it goes nowhere and it's boring. It's not interesting dialogue. Like like I'm not there's not interesting characterization. I don't know why any of those girls like Scott. I don't know why that girl like I don't understand like 
why he seems very stoned and like out of it and yet like he just gets tons of women and doesn't seem to he seems to be a virgin he's never had sex with any of them he doesn't want to be left alone with flowers because he's scared of what's going to happen like i don't get his character or are any of the other characters not no one seems believable in this to me are grounded in reality and i guess the rest of the movie is not either but i mean i would like some characters like that i can relate to i guess they're pretty uh, i'll say the characters are pretty uh Vapid? archetypes yeah yeah there's no there's not a lot of depth with anybody here i'll give you that um not that i was necessarily looking for it though because it's a comic book slash video game like co some video games do have great stories and some comic books do go deep but a lot are like this f supposed to be more of this fun laid back ride um i i did after colin brought this up and we were watching it i did find myself questioning why i want to be cheering for scott um because he's he's not your typical hero he doesn't i don't know his save the cats are odd i find uh, him if, to be a lovable loser he's 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 a yeah he's a loser he's unsure he's like even though he's had some dating i don't think he's ever like quite grasped what that shit is actually all about um yeah he's a loser that's that's a much better way to put but, it but so okay the dude and and uh, walt and what and uh, what's his name bishemi are all lovable losers who go to the bowling alley <laughs> They're lovable losers. I don't find, and they're all engaging and interesting, and their characterization like is dripping and rich and thick. This is like hollow. There's like nothing here. Well, there, an, an interesting point is like the, the dude, right, and his Barry band of merry men. They're <laughs> the losers. odd ones out, and the rest <laughs> of the world is is normal. So when they play off that, we get to see it, and it's good fun. In the Scott Pilgrim world, everyone is part of the fantastical world so so there's nothing like, to distinguish when you say grounding from anything well th there's not much to ground it in reality but again i'm trying to like let go of reality to get into this video game world and i have an easy time doing that because of that's how they I set think, things up colin i think that you just you you seem to um your taste doesn't seem to go with movies like this in the past anyway john and i seem to just have what's another like, movie that's even like for this. these things What's another I'm movie? I'm trying to think, but there's yeah. there are other movies that are splashy like this um, that have the jump, right? Like that fight jump thing where where you feel like like there needs to be background to these things. I, I struggle to think about it, but I know that we've had conversations like this. I'm trying to think more, of another once movie. Once at least, and I bet more. I'm yeah. just trying to think of another movie that would even be And it's like not a criticism. It's like just, this. I think this is a taste no, thing, right? Yeah, it's a taste thing for sure. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with having different tastes. But like you could have written this better and had a better, it, have it be a better movie. Like I, I feel like the characters could have been um, more, in, just more interesting. There's just something that's aloof about everybody. And we I won't said, disagree that they could cut it. Um, some of the because there's some stuff that is uh, a little long. You could cut that and give give more depth. Yeah, maybe less X's. Like I don't know why. Yeah, there are like lots this, of characters for sure. Yeah, and we so have you don't to have a lot this. of room to grow with them because there's they're introducing new boyfriends every couple of minutes and girlfriends and. I do like that she was like the bisexual stuff. There's great humor in this. I laughed out loud like a ton. Yeah, but did, like yeah. you need to bring it together in a way that um God, like you could have oh, like think of think of like the Big Lebowski but but directed like this where the characters were like that. And uh and that's what I think is missing for me is characters is the biggest part for sure. Um the, be the best <clears throat> character in this movie is Culkin, his roommate. I would have loved oh, yeah. Culkin to be the main character and Scott to be his bumbling, so or his stoned roommate sidekick. Cause, Culkin cause has such a fun life. He's just he having steals every scene. And all, everything. <laughs> yeah. Like when they sit up in bed and then he's boyfriends on his side and Scott's on the other side and they're sitting up in bed. Like there's something there that, 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 that I really enjoy um, the um, I just I wish uh, <laughs> there was more of that and less of the other stuff maybe yeah 
Because the fighting stuff, like, sometimes uh, also nothing comes of it. Scott never defeats um, Captain America. He he he, he never tricks him. Yeah, he does. He never he defeats him. him in fighting. Sorry, he never he can't he can't win a fight mm. against him, and he realizes it. And then they he have this whole him. thing about. But then they have this whole thing about where they make fun of vegans, where he's a vegan and he drank half milk, and then the vegan police show up and the vegan police take <laughs> him away because he's not being a very good vegan. Like what the fuck was all that? Like cut all that <laughs> shit out. Like that all that shit came out but of nowhere. But then we wouldn't again. have Thomas Jane making his cameo. Yeah, appearance. fuck Thomas sweet, Jane. Sweet in this. Thomas Jane. But what did you guys <laughs> think of stuff like that? Because to me, that stuff was lame. Not I, good, I, I not chu- it's a chuckle. It doesn't make the movie. I chuckled at it. Yeah, the movie yeah. is a silly movie, and it's a silly thing thrown in, and it's not like an attack on vegans by any sense. It just is no. a, is a small play at like, if you're vegan, you have a little dairy, you lose your vegan power, and like big deal. But where maybe maybe the vegans. thing I could but do without the singy dancey thing at the the first boyfriend. Where he does like the singing, just because I hate the Indian, musicals. like the Bollywood dancing, the That's pirate another guy. Thing yeah, too. the music like, stuff was yeah, the pirate guy. I like the whole fight and everything. I just didn't like the the dance and song. Like yeah, so, so, Colin said before that the fights the fights drag. There are a lot, right? So the first fight with the pirate guy, also when he gets his demon hipster chicks, and that ends. That like th- that could have ended a minute or two earlier. The fight with Chris Evans is okay because he like they fight for a bit and then he uses his brain to to trick him. Yeah. Um, or no, Chris Evans he skate yeah he skateboards the down. skateboard one yeah, yeah and yeah. then then the other one at least he gets into a, a a base battle with Brandon Ruth before de veganizing him but you know that one could have been a little shorter and then as well. The girl fight the, where she fights and then she fights. That's with interesting. His hands. Yeah, that's at least interesting because what's Ramona fights in that one with her big hammer. So I can get kind of into that one and the boob punching and all that stuff. Uh, but then then the fight against the twins in the music hall when Sex bob faces off. That one I'm not as into because like the music is going good and it's kind of humming. But then it just gets like loud and the digital creatures start fighting and the music doesn't crescendo in a way that Sex bob is like, we out music you and beat you. It's like, no, our digital creature, we just held on until it beat you. So that one I didn't like. And then the final fight against Schwartzman um, would have been okay once, but we got to see it twice with the different sword. And then that goes on a little bit long. So, yeah, the fights just needed to be tightened up because as we've seen with movies um, that that we watch, like you can have all the crazy long drawn out things and special effects, but it's really about the what are we trying to get done with the fight Scott wins and finds his self-respect. So let's get to that like a little bit quicker. But and the fight really love. Oh, go ahead, Brent. You love. Uh, Fuck, I lost it. Go ahead. John said the fights and the music and then the digital things, and you said, I really love... Don't no, even struggle for it. I've, I'll try to find it, but go let's ahead. Let's go. So so that, so that the first guy he fights is a pirate, but he also Indian dances in the air. So, like, none of that none of that is makes, like, there's no connection. He's there. not a pirate. He's dressed like a pirate because it's And he said pirates are in, and then he Indian dances in the air with, with ghosts. Okay, so, like, I don't know what's going on. He's dressing like a pirate. There are Indian pirates, like pirate. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, but so then wait, and then once are you, again, are you cultural? Guy, are you claiming that he's culturally <laughs> appropriating pirates? Well, yeah, he. Well, he's doing stuff, but I, I don't know Dude, what he's doing and Somali why they're doing pirates, it. Indian pirates, like it's almost like the person who came up with that was just a crazy mad person. And then the same with uh, <laughs> Captain America. Uh, it, he so Captain America is a movie star. They play the music, and he's got his he's got his things, but then he's also a vegan. And then the vegan thing no, defeats him. He's not, he's that's not a different vegan. guy. Oh, I thought that was Captain America. No, no he's, no, no, that's he's the, the skateboarder like with the stuntmen. Oh, Jesus. How does he All defeat that stuff's Captain good. America and he, he's again? Like, what's that? How does he defeat Captain America? With the he tricks him to go skateboarding down the rail. Yeah, he, he takes advantage of his ego. Right, right. And he's and like, then, he's like so, oh, and you're then, like a good skateboarder or whatever. I bet you can't do that rail. And then he like does it but he explodes at it's the like yeah he's like you want to paint the fence but then anyway uh then the blonde haired guy he has glowing eyes or something and he shoots like does he shoot things out of his fingers or fireballs and then he, he, he's got power yeah yeah and then he's power. a vegan and then he gets so it's almost like they're packing in so many things into each of these villains and then there's also the backstory 
with when they dated her, which is always lame. And like, it doesn't make any sense. So she's like, oh, I, I dated him when I was in like <laughs> kindergarten and now he's back to kill you. It's just like, why? Like you dated for a week in kindergarten, held his hand and he's a fucking movie star or he's this and he's coming to kill Scott. So it just, it would just felt like it was nonsense to me. Like, yep. like it was bad writing. They it just is. didn't it's care silly. about the writing. It is, it is, yeah, that part they did not care about. So it this is, nonsense, is so this hundred percent. I say this is thing, nonsense. Colin, I think I like call, that is, I, it's I, nonsense as humor though. It's like yeah. those things are silly and outrageous because that's funny and. But silly. the stuff I laugh at makes sense, so that's not true. Like the stuff I, I found, but that's really what I'm saying is that made sense. Like when they put the title that's what cards I'm saying. on that's people. That's what I'm saying about the last thing is your your taste is less fantastical. Right, so for you, you need a more grounded in reality sense of yes, humor to it, enjoy it, it. It has to. It ha, it just has to make sense. Like no, none of these guys who didn't really date her would be coming after Scott or be involved in any <laughs> fucking way. So, nope. so they don't write it in the that. real world. They would not. So, but yeah, so but don't. Again, this is not the real world. But don't write it that way. Like write it with some substance, because then it feels hollow, and then I don't know why I'm watching it, and I leave the theater, and it's forgettable, and I never want to see like it you've again. You've never read a comic book. Well, I have, but not very specific and very like mass appeal comic books. So like I w I wouldn't have I've I'd never heard of Scott Pilgrim until the movie came out. It's really recent. It's really recent. It's not like an old timey Spider Man esque. It's like definitely recent. People really liked it. I think I think this got picked up for film pretty quick, actually. I, like I said, I think it was after two of six planned comics were were, were released. And maybe so they're they, trying yeah, they jumped to, on this. For me, I'm also thinking they probably tried to stay really true to the comic books. And once again, that yes. we always know that's a huge error when you're making a film because most of those are not as good because they're not doing things. They're doing <clears throat> well, things why. for the wrong reason. Star Wars does it as well. It's just like we're just going to like do a whole story with C-3PO. It, it, it no challenges reason. this movie. It's challenged, right? Because we got we got Scott and we got Ramona. Okay, we don't meet Ramona. I think nine minutes. She's our inciting incident around there when he sees her for the first time, right? But then you also have to know Kieran Culkin. You have to get a pretty good idea of knives. You have to get a pretty good idea of sex bob bomb, and then you have to have a little bit of time with each, except for the 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 twins um, who are pretty minimal. You and knives was fine. Like. She was a good character, but Scott's a dick to her. Like he's and he's also just not a good guy. He's not a bad guy, but he's not a good guy. He's yes, just a selfish guy. He's a very selfish he's person. He's young, he inexperienced. Fucks over. He doesn't care who he hurts. Yep, that's all he, true. He just wants what he wants. So like what yep. you he's said his save the year cats. Old guy. So. He's chasing he's chasing sex. But that's what a, you said save the a cats. Young man thing. John, what would the save the cats in your mind for Scott here? Um, I mean, he, yeah, that's a really good question. He, I mean, he does have, he's got a conscience somewhere. I think it's his sister, uh, and, and his, uh, uh, his roommate and Kieran Culkin. Um, and Aubrey like he, Plaza. Everyone yeah, pretty, pretty much gives him a piece of their mind. He does That's bad things. He's not a bad guy. Like I'm trying to think of what exactly his save the cats are, other than having like some chivalry and he's like, he's a person. He's just a person. Like he does. Like he he's not he's not any great hero, and he's no. not an evil, you know, genius. He's just a a person with ups and downs, and <clears throat> and he's just a likable guy. He's just he's you know. He's just he's and it's because he's no one special. I think that I do cheer for him. And by the end of the movie, I guess he's found self-respect for himself and he's like gone through some shit. So he has some more experience and he wants Ramona. He knows finally like what that feels like. That's that's really all this is about. Like there's no he didn't really he save wanted, the he world. No, he grows through that immaturity of his that that's that right. whole behavior that he has in the beginning where he treats girls like tells, disposable and he's dishonest and kind of that shit. Yeah, he apologizes he, to Knives. Change. He's like, this was bad. I cheated on you. I'm kind of a piece of shit. I cheated on Ramona yeah. in a way, too. That wasn't right. So he owns up for all the bad shit he, he did, and he, he, he they settle an it arc, by the end. But, but, but once again, it's this. It's so um, uh, minor. 
like um like the fight scenes are like bigger than the core of the story which is not that big like this is a visual delight and spectacle but there's nothing else to it or behind it like it's it to me i i think it's very for for, for me it's very forgettable the moment it ends because there's nothing at its core is the best way to say it um it's br brilliantly silly but and uh, visually stunning and uh, silly is a good way of putting the comedy here that I like the silly comedy. Um, I, I, the, I like uh, the, the, the way you just go ahead, John. I was just gonna say the way you summarize that I, I would actually agree with, but I have a feeling that we might shake out on different ends of the holdup spectrum because I I didn't expect anything more on the core of this movie. This is a visual delight with some funny bits, and that's. I'm wondering by the end of this, will that be enough for me to say it holds up? Because it, you, it, you, I, you just, I just think you can't sustain that that silly enjoyment or visual stuff for two hours without something behind it. Is the problem? Like you could do it in a in a in a ten minute like video, or you could do it in like a half an hour episode of a sitcom. But to sit through it for two hours and have nothing uh, that's solid holding it together to me is hard to do it's it's hard to pull off or it's impossible for me to pull off or to think that it can be pulled off um but once again brent said it best like taste there is a taste to to that type of material that some people can easily forgive it or they don't even notice it it's not even a factor to them right like not every movie can be super deep and teach me all the life lessons and have me like changing. Some of them you just got to watch and enjoy on a minute to minute basis and have some good chuckles throughout. And I do not even want every movie to be like that. Like not every movie needs to be everything. I don't need depth and emotion and all that shit to carry me through shit. Sometimes I want to throw something like this on and just have a light, easy, breezy time where the characters and the situations are funny and there's a little bit of adventure or action or whatever it is, right? It's just a brain off and and a easy peasy lemon squeezy. I guess I yeah. just have to be emotionally drawn into something and uh, some people may not have to do that. If but that was, I mean, me, people definitely don't. That's why the expendables and all that shit works. Is like yeah. people are able to enjoy movies that, that have a different offering, right? And get away from it. And it's okay that you need dramatization. Um, but I mean, I don't think that that breaks the movie. No, I think I think that comedies, you're right, it, comedies that, uh, but there's su such great comedies are silly, fantastical movies that do, do it with both. Like, t to think you can't add that stuff into this movie and you're just going to ignore all that and just go for like... But again, uh, I don't think it's that. It's, you're, you're thinking that they failed because it's not there and they tried. But I'm saying, I think it's just a different movie, right? Yeah. Where they, where they necessarily didn't like fail at putting those things in that you think are missing. It's that that's not the movie. I think even with his dialogue, though, with a different actor and you chop this by a half an hour, I think it's a better movie. Like it's a different he, actor? Yeah, I I don't know. I I really like what's his name? Uh, I uh, Michael Sarah. I really like him in other things, but I found his delivery and performance in this to be wrong. Something was off. I I think I'm trying to think of who. I don't know who could have done it. Or I wouldn't I wouldn't know who to cast. But I wouldn't and, want anybody else. And it's too I long. Think, I think the cast in this, yeah, was really well done. I think I love it, man. I like everybody but Sarah, and he's oh, the weird. main character. He plays so like he plays that kind of twenty-two-year-old who could have lived his life the way that Scott Pilgrim has. Like I, I totally put him in that. I mean, they all play high or stoned, uh, and, and I don't know if that was a decision or a choice by the director requesting them to do that. Because like the whole band, we well, you know who doesn't is Allison Pill, the drummer. She plays, doesn't play. Well, maybe she does a little bit, but. Uh, <laughs> I just feel like someone, I don't know, I don't, I don't like, he's the one I like the least, is Scott Pilgrim in this. Weird. And the boyfriends, I fucking hate them all too, but I'm supposed yeah, to hate them, to. so that makes yeah. sense, yeah. That's okay, <laughs> but I'm not supposed to hate him. 
I don't even oh, hate him. I just I'm I'm just don't care. You don't about care him. about him. No, I just I'm a. Uh, Let I'm me guess to. what your opinion is of the uh, whole. <laughs> we're having we're having a talk. Well, I think let's this shift. is a film that people will either love or hate. So if you want to if. If you're interested in what we're talking about, you may love this movie. I think it is a love or hate. I don't think there's people who mildly enjoy this movie. I, I think I think you're probably right about that, actually, that the love or hate aspect. This yeah, movie could absolutely. definitely be polarizing, right? You need to be able to, to put this um, in a special place in your brain to enjoy it. And I think that that place is that light... Um, like, you don't need to have that, that underlying expectation of anything. It's just, it's fun. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely... Yeah. And I watched this, and I watched this on a ton of edibles, and I got to tell you, <laughs> I laughed my fucking Brent had a off, fucking man. fantastic time. It was this great movie, to be with him to watch this I, movie, because he was oh fucking God, laughing. Was oh, so my great. God. For me, the one of the funniest things still, and it sticks out to me, and I want to steal it, is when she's talking and they they put the black bar over her mouth when she curses. Yeah, this yeah. is... There's, there they had to censor that. so funny about that. They had to censor that fuck um, by Aubrey Plaza because um, earlier uh, Scott had called the Brandon Ruth character, the the vegan guy, a cocky cock. And that was their one swear um, <laughs> to, to avoid the R rating. They had to set fuck in that other scene. But it actually worked really well because they had been censoring stuff that way uh, with the funny little noise, which is great. All the add-on visuals that you would probably think were you know similar to fight club like the um, the ikea magazine scene in fight club when the overlay the graphic overlay is popping over the 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 shot of panning across the room they do that sometimes other little um add-ons and and effects are particularly well done in this movie like we talked about the editing earlier and how that keeps things moving along and they use a lot of uh graphics and and animation to assist with the transitions and things like that but then the straight up effects like throughout the film uh like close-ups of michael Sarah flying forward with his fist as he's about to like punch the guy and everything's moving in the background like it's very comic book-esque it's done really well from like a lot of movies aren't trying to do that anymore in in the comic book movies like the first ang lee's hulk was one of the first ones i remember really tried to like say like here are panels and we'll move from a comic panel, zoom in, and then we're in that shot in the movie and doing stuff like that. Like, this didn't try to make itself that, into that a panel. That was the Norton one, right? Yeah. It's fucking garbage. I, I uh, also, the, the style, I'd have to watch it again for the style to say if that failed or not in that movie. But in this movie, they don't, it's not too much comic book they're trying to go to. They just use the idea of the effects and they put it into film format. And I found, uh, no pun intended, it was really punchy at times. It was good. I just find the fighting is repetitive and tedious. So like, it so it's like Jurassic Park, one of the Jurassic Park movies where they're like, well, we have to go to the middle of the island where there's raptors there. And they're like, well, we'll have to go there anyway. And then they get attacked by raptors. And then they're like, well, we have to go to this other place where the Tyrannosaurus Rex is there, which is going to attack us. And then they get attacked by... So it's just like rinse and repeat all the time. And it's two hours long. It's not quite two hours long. But like and comedy, it should have come under 90 minutes or under. So I yeah, think Brent's, I, I, Brent's right about editing it and like taking out a lot of stuff. Um, it wouldn't have affected the story it, <laughs> because it's so silly and and crazy anyway. You don't need a lot of that stuff in there to establish anything because things are just happening. <laughs> so so take that out and and make it less of a a, a long a, a longer ride. I think. Yeah, the, the fight scenes needed to be either shortened or made a little more dynamic. Because, like I said, by the time you get to the to the final scene where he has to fight that twice, you're, I'm kind of screaming to get out of the movie. Well, and and then that's why at they least, tricked me at the end. And I do, <clears throat> I actually laughed and I yeah. like the trick at the end. The trick at the, the, end, nega, at the end is great. Nega, yeah. <laughs> Scott. And then, yeah, they walk out. He's like, oh, we're going to get lunch next week. I like Because Colin... At that when that scene came up, it had been a while since he'd seen it. So he'd be like, "Another fucking fight scene? Are you fucking kidding?" And then they do the joke, and he's like, "They got me." That they was did. Really they did. They totally tricked me, and it worked, and it was good. That I did like appreciate that that part at the end. Yeah, yeah. Once again, there's certain there's a certain tone or thing that I do connect with in here, but it, I think it just for me it gets lost in the other stuff, and uh, I want more of it to go back to what it was like in the first thirty minutes. 
Um, but obviously, like, um, that's not what they were intending on doing. But there's, there's some, some, you could make a whole movie that way. And I think it would be very appealing to me anyway. I'm trying to think of a movie where it, 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 there's like crazy fights, but then it shows what's really happening. And it's like people going, meh, meh. There, I, I don't know, but you know, you know what I can think about that does that, but it's not a fight. Is the "It's Always Sunny" episode at the end of the high school reunion where they're <laughs> dancing? Yes. And the image yes. is all them dancing really smooth and being cool, but then when it flashes back, they're it's Fat Mac with something. his shirt open. And he's just going, <laughs> yeah, and then there's, they're all, Dennis's hair is all sweaty down, and like Frank's puking in a bucket. It's fucking awesome. There is other there is other examples. That's a really good one. But there is other examples of that I can't think of either. But I I would have liked to have uh, I would have liked I would have thought that was really funny if they did that in this. I would have if it was like a slap fight or uh, or they're just on the ground and one of them's holding the other one and like tapping his head. Be like, eh? Uh, hey, you like that? You like that? But then it goes I totally to him and agree. Like, I think that's beep, funny. Beep, beep. It's just I don't think this. you can carry forward the movie with that. Like, if you do that, I think that ruins the rest of the. But right? then you're living once his you imagination. once you see that it's a slap fight, then you can't go back to those super <laughs> karates again, right? Yeah. They oh, you know what? You I can find that, that I find sense. that that's a gag, and then that gag, you know, changes the movie. You could end every fight where it shows the reality of each fight. So that that you almost looking forward to what it really is that could have been funny, but once again, so like not, instead it's of the not vegan police, maybe he just is lactose intolerant and he has to like he, run for <laughs> diarrhea. Yeah, exactly, and he's just in the toilet in the in the gas station or something. But uh, once again, that's a different movie than what this is. <laughs> this makes me think of um, the first Ant Man movie where he's fighting with the guy in the wasp suit at the end, and they're fighting around the toy train. And the toy trains coming to hit uh, them, and it's all they're small, and it's all like dramatic, and then it goes to the the, the real human shot of a toy train, and it just falls off the track. It's like, bleh. <laughs> but it was so dramatic in the close in, like that kind of stuff is is super funny. But um, yeah, I think this movie might. So you could make a movie like that and do something like this about a band, a, you know, a band who is trying to make it big, um, and that would be that would be well, an all right movie, but not this well, movie. There are some cool things with the guitar battles and stuff too. And like I was thinking of that movie um, that Spielberg made about where people live inside of the basically the metaverse or whatever. They go in and play video games. They drive, they oh, drive yeah. DeLoreans and they can yep. have whatever they want in there. I just can't remember what it's called. It's based on a book too. Uh, uh, yeah. And not Ender's Game. Uh, fuck. I've never seen Ender's Game, but no, it's uh, don't. It, I think it's the title of the book as well. It is. Yeah. But the thing about that movie is what, what I was when I was seeing some of the cool stuff they were doing with the guitars where they would be battling with the instruments, which I like that stuff. But it, you could you could make a whole movie where where like a guy has to go inside a video game and fight all these people like with music, with his music. But you see yeah. him going, you see him going into it and you see them going into it as a challenge. Like Tron. That, yeah, kind of like Tron. That would be a very cool movie if you you had something like that because I think the music is does add to it. Yeah, um, and the music and is good. The music throughout this movie is really really good. Yeah, the music is um, good yeah. for sure. That's a thumbs well, up for this. It's Beck and Metric and stuff like that that were doing it. Yeah, Beck did all Sex Bombs music. Metric did the um, Clash at Demonhead song. Uh, and there's a couple others that that are. That song is so goddamn catchy. It man. is catchy as fuck. <laughs> it is totally catchy. So yeah, I liked I liked all that stuff. So like technically, this movie does so many things really really well with the way they yeah, blend effects right. with music, the cinematography, like look and feel of this movie. The editing is really good. It, it's um. Yeah, it's too bad there are a couple of pacing issues, and I do think those are directly related to the fights. So the fights can stay, or less evil exes maybe would have been an okay um, liberty to take with some of the original source material, just to keep it more interesting for us as an audience. But the bits of the fights are really cool, and then like some of the stuff seems like really heavy, like when they th- he throws Schwartzman down the stairs, 
uh, or he like does a weird backflip off the side of the, his staircase and like falls hard. Like some of that stunt work looked really, really good. Yeah. I, I, I think some of the relationship stuff and phone calls from his sister and stuff. I mean, you could edit out all the phone calls with his sister because that's really just fucking her explain a logging. Like, yeah, I mean, being his conscience, his, but, but yes. Yeah, like a lot of that stuff could have gone and you could have gotten to the fighting much sooner. You don't need to see him so much with knives, um, spending so much time walking around and, and talking about stuff that's just not that interesting. It, um, yeah, there's other stuff that I could think, have been cut in the fights. I think what's <clears> her name? Anna Kendrick is enjoyable as she is in this with her smart-ass character working at Second Cup and always running away from Scott. Um, I think Kieran Culkin's character could have been his voice of yeah, reason. Yeah, exactly. You don't need so many voices of reason. Which, you just need which, one. You fucking need one. Her, it would have been if funny she's given gone, how big that wicked is. gag is gone, though. What's that? If she's gone, that wicked gag is gone where Kieran Culkin is like continuously hitting on her boyfriend. True. And uh, and then at the end... Making uh, out. And in bed with a threesome. boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I mean, yeah. he, could just, he could still... he It could just not be her boyfriend. It could just be some dude. Might still one of my, the scene I laugh out the loudest is I don't know a little ways into the movie when Kieran Culkin comes home he's like guess who's drunk and he smacks his keys <laughs> and then it cuts to Scott and the keys weighing off his head and then Kieran Culkin just plows down and is immediately plops, asleep plops right beside yeah. him Fuck, yeah I laugh so hard that's that. what I'm saying is all that stuff I enjoy so like this movie has a lot of stuff in it that I do I do like the the Spielberg movie I had mentioned is called Ready Player One. And uh, it is not a good Ready movie, one. yeah. But uh, but it is something that that you could uh, go off of that kind of uh, story with with what they're doing in here with the music and the battling. I, That's I don't a totally I, different flick, man. Yeah, I'm just saying someone should make that movie because that would be cool. And uh, the way with the dragons and the and the gorilla, I didn't really Brent, like Brent. I thought you guys would have liked that stuff. You didn't seem to like that. It because that, the go ahead, Brent. Sorry, go on. I was just gonna say, yeah, it didn't that stuff to me has never been the strong point with the uh, the big monster things. Yeah. yeah, I wanted that to be all about the music, that particular scene, and I wanted Sex Bobom to like maybe get knocked back one more time and then come in with the finishing crescendo or whatever the fuck. That would have been cool. That would have been good, and that. then they could have won the battle that way. But by the time that gets around, they're just both playing hard, hard, hard until one of them break, and it's not that interesting. So yeah, and plus I didn't know those two characters. Like they they kind of really glaze over that she dated twins, um, but but like it's yeah, not important whole, either. So, but yeah, that's what I mean. So much of it's not important, and the battle band like battle of the bands are like people battling over whether it's rap or music. That is cool the way they do it visually with uh, the notes, uh, the, the, the all the D's coming off the bass, and even though we I think you guys said it was a G or whatever. So they got no. There, when he's playing that at the bass battle, you see the D's coming out the door, but it's obviously he laid it in with either an E or a G. I'd have to get out the guitar to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. But it's just D's. I would have liked that E for realism, you know. That D is the open third string down, which makes sense because Scott doesn't really play much more complicated than opens and fucking single and the frets. You know what's interesting about this is that um, Allison Pill and the other band members, sorry, I can't remember your names, not that I don't love you, um, they got together to practice a lot as a band for this movie and three of them had to um, learn basically how to play and use the instruments except for Michael Sarah, who's a very good bass player. He had to dumb his shit down to not seem too much better. And I thought that's an interesting no bit of trivia. But as we were watching the movie, Brent's awesome at bass and I'm awesome at guitar. Uh, but we were watching Michael say, and we were like his lines, like his bass lines, like when he gets in that bass battle with Brandon Ruth, his stuff is, it, it, it's like, uh, it's got a great beat to it, but it's not hard to play. And then when Brandon Ruth starts going, he's like fucking doing the crazy licks to, to lay over top. So we were like, Scott's like, pretty only okay at bass like they, they they got a great sound in the band but he's not like as good uh, but actually yeah. michael sarah's could probably do all that shit and then some do you know what's funny i can't remember who it was now that i was listening to talk about michael sarah but in the interview they were talking about how annoying he was because <laughs> he can play every instrument yeah apparently, apparently he just like it's self-taught and just has a knack for it 
and um i thought that was really interesting actually and i i didn't really occur to me that he was a good bass player until you said so just now and then reminded me so that's actually kind of cool to think about that he had to dumb it down a little bit because that'd be a fun role for him man yeah i think that made him especially well suited for this another line I, I just thought of for for no reason was when they're he has her over for dinner and they're eating garlic bread and she's like this is good garlic bread and he's like i love garlic bread i could eat it every meal she's like yeah but then you get fat why because bread makes you fat bread makes you fat <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why that gets me every time he's but i, I mean I that, like that builds Michael his character Sarah. he's so He's so uh, like, naive about the world. He doesn't know that only eating garlic bread would be a bad thing for you. Yeah. Um, I do like Michael Sarah, like I said, as an actor. And I like him in uh, like his TV show. And I like him in Superbad a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I can't, nothing else sticks in my mind with him. But once again, in Superbad, I feel like he's such a well-developed character that the, his playing it down um, the way he kind of his tone and stuff really works with Jonah Hill because you um, the writing's just good the writing's really good you get a sense of who he is and uh, I love that he's hiding you know he's hiding that that he's going to college with McLovin and they have that secret and he doesn't want to hurt he doesn't want to hurt Jonah Hill's feelings like you needed more of that you needed some more, something more for him in this than what there was and um, he because he can pull stuff off um, I just found there's other key people are so much more dynamic. Even the, I just didn't understand why Flowers liked him at all. Like the way she was treating him at the door when she was delivering his Amazon package, that fucking felt correct. But then she said yes to a date did not feel correct. I was like, she would never have said yes to that date. Um, because her character is that character where she's like, just fucking sign it, buddy. <laughs> and uh you know like not like oh let's go on a date like no <laughs> she's like she's got a really soft vulnerable inside and it's like protected by a through. very brittly crisp hard outside yeah, yeah. and all of the boyfriends that she had before him there. all of the boyfriends she had before him seem like once again the exact opposite of him so like for her to just be like i just want a nice guy for like no reason because i know i always pick shitty dudes but like, uh, like that's not what people do. <laughs> that's not how that works. I don't know. You can give a, give someone a try. Go on a date. If she was like thirty five, yes. But she's like twenty two, so she's gonna date shitty guys for at least the next ten He's years. He's a bass player in a band that is in the scene. So yeah, that's the only time I, that I genuinely felt like she was genuinely interested in him is when she saw how good he was. But before that, he would have never gotten her on a date. If he would have just invited her to his show and they wouldn't have gone on a date and she was like, ah, I felt sorry for him and she came and then she saw how good he was and was like, holy shit, this guy's fucking super talented. That would have worked for me. But mm. then we'd find her even more shallow because yeah. she's just chasing the club. Well, no, because there's something more to him than this awkward loser. He actually does have some talent and some insight. Talent doesn't isn't like he doesn't have any money she's not like money grubbing she's just no, like but talent, talent is talent attractive doesn't infer insight it's attractive though it's attractive yeah that's true he doesn't really have any other attractive qualities <laughs> he doesn't yeah. seem so to have not a, it's because you're not attracted to men scott sarah might be a piece you don't hey know. i'm attracted to captain america girls out there like his... uh, guys with no ass and uh <laughs> And no curvature to their body. Yeah. Well, that and, too. Uh, shaggy hair. Captain shaggy hair. America I do like, like his hair. I'm jealous. Like a baller in this. Scott Scott wanted to bang Captain America in this. Um, yeah. maybe Until he or, punched him in the face a bunch of times, and then he wasn't so into him anymore. He just wanted to get him down so his roommate could uh, could take advantage. Um, <clears throat> I think I might already know the answer to this, but Colin, why don't you take us home? Yeah, I know. It's just, it's not for me, but it doesn't hold up for me. But I also didn't like it when it first came out. So I, I will say I liked it more this time because I, I had a greater appreciation for the filmmaking. So that stuff was interesting to me as just like um, what people can do with like, because this movie, surprisingly, the budget, you said 80 million. It was kind of. Sixty to eighty, yeah. It's, I, I don't know why it's a range. Believe first of all, it's that price, and secondly, that they invested in such an obscure comic book, sixty million dollars. But 
Um, yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, this is not for me. No, it doesn't hold up. Oh, uh, yeah, that's surprising. Brantos? I thought you were going to say because you hated it when it came out and you still hate it that it does hold up because it's held to its shit expectation. <laughs> but no. Low. The writing's just not very good for me. But Do you want me to go, Brent, or do you want to go? I'm fine to go. Uh, this holds up for me. I think this movie's super fun. I don't think it lost a step from any of it. It's, it doesn't feel dated. The um, video game stuff is still... I mean... It's all like pixely graph stuff and the coins explode and that's all still relevant video game stuff. So it doesn't feel like anything, um, you know, lost its uh, lost its shine over the years. And the humor to me works. And I like Michael Sarah, and I fucking love Aubrey Plaza and the whole cast. And the music and it's fun and the directing's really fun and snappy. Um, and the editing is fucking amazing. The way that they fucking cut scenes together is so fun. And it helps truck the movie along, despite the fact that it does have some slow shit and it stutters a little bit. So uh, it's not without its flaws, but overall, I say that this movie is a definite watch. And I'd definitely watch it again. And I'm definitely going to on a pile of edibles. <laughs> <laughs> That's a caveat. Nice. It's nice. not the caveat. It's, yeah. the, it's the supplementary. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm good. trying to see if this won awards for editing because if it deserved awards for anything, it deserved awards for editing because like it, the <clears> editing <throat> was fantastic. Well, while you check that out, I'm also going to jump on the hold up train of this flick. Um, and and you can caveat this one with a while. This one, I think personal preference would lean into way more than most other movies. I think this is a love it or hate it kind of movie. Um, but it, it has enough of the fun stuff that I sometimes look for in movies and doesn't take itself too seriously and doesn't try to be something that it's not makes it watchable for me. I think I'd love it if the screws got tightened. Um, I could entertain different versions of this movie, like less evil exes, a bit more character time with some of the people we get, but it wasn't necessary because overall this was pretty much about a guy who has a video game kind of life. And so I don't need it to have, tons more than that because that's going to play a big factor into things and it does and we get what we get so <clears throat> would i tweak it yes is it a little long yes but it it's not it doesn't suck um and it can be a lot of fun i think if you were like a, a teen teenager watching this movie it would probably be one of the coolest things you would seen and i can harness into that part of myself when watching it yeah uh, i think i think younger people like younger like you know 12 14 15 i would like this probably today if it was streaming well i guess it is streaming somewhere it is go yeah, grab it you silly goose stars people can't find it's on stars it's on stars okay stars. um yeah so a kind of a fun movie go check it out i will watch it again myself in the future sometime um i won't run to do it but if it's on or someone wanted to throw it on who hadn't seen it i would definitely be down for that and that for me puts it in the hold up column oh yeah okay well, this has been a crazy April. Four plus one, uh, five movies done. So we had uh, some ups and some downs and little alignment at times, but other times we were completely aligned and I like doing movies like that. We did some really fun movies uh, this month and next month, now that we're coming up into the wonderful May, uh, we've decided to keep on the fun train and get into some Will Ferrell movies. So next week, we are going to drop The Other Guys, which we just mentioned yesterday or the day before, whenever we were watching Scott Pilgrim, that, oh, we should watch The Other Guys. And I'm like, I think we are. And yeah, it's next. Uh, so that's good. Um, we're going to follow that one up with Frank the Tank in old school. Then we're going to move away. Step Brothers? Please say Step Brothers is in here. It's not, unfortunately. Well, let's add it. Uh, well, hang on. In. We can swap it if you like. But then we're going to follow up with the less outrageously funny, but something I think is probably going to hold up, which is Stranger Than Fiction. Stranger Than Fiction. Yeah, I have a huge soft that. spot for that movie, which I think went largely unnoticed. And then wind her down with Anchorman. It's hard Holy to pick. Shit. For not Ricky Bobby, not fucking uh, <laughs> yeah, like Step Brothers. Step Brothers is like 
I would not yeah. Blades of Glory. Oh, I mean, I would yeah. rather do either Step Brothers or uh, Ricky Bobby than uh, than Anchorman. I think, but I don't know why. I'll, I'll go with I, the crowd. I was always a bigger fan of those other ones than than uh, Anchorman, but Anchorman I think is a bigger flick. <laughs> it's kind of what was bigger box office. Yeah, we gotta put those other ones in here later then because I, I would love to hear your guys' take on Step Brothers. I. I when I first saw, saw Step Brothers, I did not like it. I thought it was stupid, and now I think it's one of my favorite Will Ferrell movies. I watch Step Brothers like once a month. Like I love, I love those two guys' chemistry together. I, well, we'll add it to the list maybe some later on in the year or something. Yeah, we'll and, it uh, it'll have fall. to go into October, November, but it's totally possible to have yeah, another fall, Will Ferrell so, month. So many Will Ferrell movies. We could yeah. do a, another Will Ferrell month and before Christmas. Yeah, that would be funny. And I'm sure a third if we wanted to. Yeah, have we done Elf yet? Yes. We did do Elf, yeah. Yeah. That was a Christmas one, yeah. But. Yeah, Elf had done. Okay, well, that was fun. This is good times and funny movies coming up. I hope they all hold up because those are some interesting ones we chose. Scott Pilgrim, folks, uh, maybe check it out if you're into that kind of thing. And if you're not, stay away. Um, but ch- I mean, check out parts of it for the editing and the effects and stuff like that. Like, I, I think that's worth seeing this if you've never seen it. Uh, and then if you want to come back to it again, you'll know. You get that gut feeling just like we do on whether a movie holds up or not. So we will be back next week with the other guys. Thanks for coming out and hanging out with us for this one, folks. We'll see you in the future. And until then, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.